Welcome back to Off the Cuff, Evacor's podcast. I'm Julius Torelli, Chief of Cardiovascular Services at Evacor. And I'm Liz Avila, Vice President of Client Experience at Evacor. We're continuing on with our conversation about the eight most common inappropriately ordered tests, and we'll move on to nuclear stress tests. Why would a patient need it? Or not? It's a great test. It's, it's an incredibly uh, eloquent test, the way it's done. Uh, you actually... So normally when you do a, a regular stress test, it's just done with an EKG and let people walk on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. You have them hooked up to an EKG and you see how, do they have symptoms on the treadmill? You let it go a little steeper, a little faster every three minutes. Uh, do they have symptoms? What do they look like? How hard are they working? What does their EKG look like? Do they have chest pain or not? Uh, things like that. And uh, you look for EKG changes and you look for all those other signs and symptoms uh, that they might be having. Uh, so that's a, a, a standard treadmill. And then, but you don't take any pictures of the heart. Okay. So you can take pictures of the heart in many different ways during a stress test. You can do it with ultrasound, and it's called a stress echo. You can do it with MRI. <clears throat> it's called a stress MRI. Uh, you can do it with PET scanning, which is a type of nuclear stress test. Um, and you can do it with SPECT scanning, S-P-E-C-T. Uh, that's a type of uh, common nuclear stress test. So you inject radioactive material. Uh, into the blood when the patient's exercising. You do it before and you do it after at rest and, and with exertion. And uh, the radioactivity goes in the bloodstream, which means it goes wherever blood is going, mm-hmm. which means it doesn't go where blood's not going. So if there's a blockage that's you'll significant, yeah. that's causing the patient's chest pain, then uh, you'll, you won't see it. In other words, sort of there's right. an area that doesn't right. show up. Uh, because there's no radioactivity, no blood getting to that area, so no, radi- no mm-hmm. radioactivity gets to that area. So that's a uh, sort of the simple version of it. Again, incredibly, when you think about how this test is developed and how it's done, it's an incredibly eloquent, incredibly useful test. That's the good news. The bad news is every cardiologist in this country probably has at least one SPECT camera in, in their office. It generates a lot of revenue, uh, potentially, and, you know, in the fee-for-service world that we live in in medicine, uh, physicians get paid to do a to do. They don't get paid not to do, right? Right. That's a challenge because everyone has to make a living. Everyone's got to, you know these most most uh, practices are businesses, right? Mm-hmm. You have a payroll to meet at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you you know if you see a patient uh, and you spend you know, 15 minutes and you, you get reimbursed 75 or $100 or something like that, and you do a nuclear stress test, which might take, you know, uh, takes more time, but regardless, you get a 1000 or $1,200 for it. Right. You know, what are you going to be uh, looking to do, right? Uh, and so, so I, I think that's sort of a, a conflict that, that we deal with. That's the reality of it. That's just sort of the way it is. And so, uh, the American College of Cardiology and other societies came around and tried to develop appropriate use criteria, AUCs as we call them, uh, you know, for these tests. But that's a challenging thing to do too because it's just a list. This test is good for, and it's just all these sort of things. Um, and that I think that makes it um, challenging as well because someone may be on the list, mm-hmm. right, and it's, it might say uh, a nuclear stress test is appropriate uh, five years after bypass surgery, even if you're not having symptoms. That's what it says. And so, so you see a patient, he's five years post-bypass, he's not having any symptoms. You say, oh, a nuclear stress test is appropriate. He meets line 53 of the yeah. ACC AUC, you know. 
But it turns out that maybe the guy's 87 years old. He walks every day. He feels absolutely fine. Uh, and then you're sort of like, does he really need it? Well, he meets the criteria. Everyone who writes those criteria will say, well, just because you meet the criteria doesn't necessarily mean you have to have the test. Mm -hmm. Yet, in the reality of it, it's, you know, it's almost like a license to test. You know, you're on the, you're, you meet the criteria. So. Right. So that happens a lot. And of course, the routine use, again, it became very popular in cardiology to just do one of these tests every year uh, on a patient once they had bypass surgery or, or an, an angioplasty or a stent placed. It just made sense, right? Yet the studies didn't support that uh, as we started doing studies, because early on we didn't even have the studies. As we started doing them, it didn't really support that notion that this was an important, not this doesn't give you any useful information. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the appropriate use criteria started to reflect, you know, some of that, but it became common practice again, and you know, habits are hard to change, <laughs> and so, um, so again, you know, the, there's a lot of issues with this. As there's radiation exposure, right? You know, there's an IV, which is not an inconsequential thing. It takes four hours to do the test at rest and stress, so it's, you know, it's a substantial sort of uh, of, of of test. Um, so it happens, uh, unfortunately, uh, frequently. Uh, inappropriately. You know, that well, we don't talk a lot about radiation exposure, but the nuclear stress test has significant, you know, radiation exposure depending on how it's done. So there are different radioisotopes you can use. You can do it in a way that uh, it's about four or five times what you get from a CT scan, uh, something on the order of 500 chest x-rays. I mean, so it can be a lot of radiation. Um, the same thing is true with CT scanning. The un, you know, there is a radiation exposure. Equipment has gotten better. The radiation exposure has gone down. Uh, if you need the test, then it makes perfect sense to, you know, ex be exposed to that radiation, right? It's not, but if you don't need the test, right, it, it really doesn't make sense. If you don't try to switch a test necessarily to a different test just because of the radiation, if, that, if that's the right test, that's the right test, and, you know, and that's what you do. But, um, but we don't talk about the radiation exposure, uh, probably, we don't, we don't emphasize it maybe as much as we should.